little nerds and nerdettes. Junior ambassadors, boys and girls of all ages. We're nerds and uh, we're pretty proud of it. You're entering the Nerd United Nations podcast. Never apologize for being nerdy. All things geek are up for grabs. Because unnerdy people never apologize for being assholes. Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson and Jared Boots. Hello, Junior Ambassadors, nerds and nerdettes of all ages, and welcome to another episode of the Nerd United Nations podcast. It's been a while. I, I was busy doing some things. I was pulling a giant rope across the river. I was acting a fool on stage. Oh, in case you don't know who I am, I am your ambassador in the Middle East United States, Jared Boots. And uh, I know what my co-host was also busy. She had to take a little field trip at the end of August. Uh, of course, which that's the topic of today's episode. So uh, I can't do this alone without her, actually, because she's the one telling the tale. <laughs> Uh, please welcome my co-host to the Great White North of Canada, Miss Melissa Nicholson. Melissa, what's up? The the ceiling and then the sky. Yeah. Well, what the roof? You skipped the roof, jackass. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so cold in Canada. They don't have roofs. They just have ceilings and sky. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And it was at that moment Melissa regretted wanting to record another podcast after a month off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm I'm done. <laughs> Listen to us next time. Bye. <laughs> I'm picking up my microphone and going home. Oh wait, I am home. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. <laughs> so Melissa, it's been a while. How have you been? Uh, I've been doing well. Keep insane. Sort of, maybe. Overrated. Yeah. But no, I've been doing well. Nice. That's good. That's good. Like it sounds like it's been a, at least a month, I think, since we last recorded. Yeah. Been... Last, time we, last time we got together, we had uh, Zachy and Brian with us talk about The Simpsons. Yeah. That was a really fun conversation. That was so much fun. Well, well peek behind the curtain. We technically did have another episode of the pipeline, but uh, technology decided to suck. So, yeah, <laughs> what can you do? But uh, I think uh, sounds like you got some good content for us today. Yeah, yeah, I do. What I when it, uh, my field trip was uh, down to well, I didn't go on this field trip alone. Um, I went with my mom, who is with me, Carol Saramacki. Uh, she came with me to Michigan Paracon, uh, Michigan Paranormal Convention in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. And it was the, it's been, had been two years since we had last gone because we went to the event in uh, 2019. And then obviously 2020, pandemic happened. Um, I mean, it's still happening, but, you know. They canceled the event and then they transferred over to 2021. They did the event 
we weren't able to go, which was really sucky. But I'm so thankful to the people at the uh, Canadian Convention Center that they were able to transfer our tickets over to this year. And this year, we finally we got to go. So we're going to talk and gush all about it. <laughs> well, uh, I think we should introduce your mom. You've heard her footsteps. Now hear her voice on the Nerd Audacious podcast. Please Hello. welcome <laughs> Melissa's mom. Hello, nerdlings. Hello, Jared. Hello, Melissa. Hi. <laughs> We're here to talk about Paracon. We sure are. And about how Sasquatch is real. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> 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 so. I think uh, mom needs to talk about herself a little bit first before we get into it. What does what does mom nerd out about? Mm-hmm. Mom nerds out about Doctor Who. Um, I'm I'm a Whovian because like I'm from the OG of Doctor Who, and uh, I uh, nerd out about knitting, and I nerd out about cross stitching and crafting. And that's kind of what what I nerd out about. And I dig it. Fun. And the paranormal. I dig it. I see where Melissa gets it from. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's glad to finally have you on the show after all these years of... Uh, you have to tiptoe around upstairs while we ramble on for four hours at a time. <laughs> hey, it's all good. <laughs> Mom has been doing ninja training upstairs all this time. Yep. <laughs> yep. I try. <laughs> well, Melissa, you got to watch your mouth around her now because she's going to sneak up on you, smack right across the head yeah. Talk back to her now I'm not gonna hear her coming <laughs> ninja dust poof <laughs> <laughs> that's how good she's got a tiptoeing around the last three years yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. who would like to go first if there's any noises from upstairs it's paranormal yeah <laughs> at least tonight anyway <laughs> yeah or it could be Kitty banging on the door. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think we should let Mom go first. So this was the 12th annual Michigan Paracon. And uh, we, uh, one of our um, first lectures that, that we, we went to um, was, was talking about um, Great Lakes Cryptids, and it was a speaker to this event was Shaitan Noir, and her talk was well interesting, but interesting from a maybe an archaeology perspective, um, because she talked about different animals and things that oh, are in the Great Lakes, but there wasn't a lot that left you wondering about what's in the Great Lakes. Um, it was sort of, I was expecting her to talk a little bit more about 
leave you in a sense of mystery or maybe you might see something you know like the mystery of like Loch Ness in Scotland or something but no so it was kind of eh. I don't believe there's cryptids in any of the Great Lakes so <laughs> well, that's a very misleading title yeah yeah, yeah. I it's like Let's say it's like that episode of The Simpsons where they walk out of Naked Lunch and Nelson looks at it and says, and I could think of at least two things wrong with that title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, cryptids. I thought more like, you know, monsters things, but it was mostly like, oh, I really like dinosaurs. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and pictures of her dog on a uh, sea creature, sea monster float from a parade. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not really selling it very well here. <laughs> well, she wanted to fit the theme. She could at least turn her dog into Seymour from Futurama. <laughs> was she just going to give a spoiler spoiler review of uh the last jurassic world movie <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> i watched it on lake superior <laughs> that yeah. counts <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so and the next one was a lot more interesting that we went to um, we went to a talk by Mike Bricksecker of Haunted Roman Media, and he talked about shadow figures, and uh, his, his talk was really neat. He had lots of pictures of different shadow figures and talked about what they were, what he felt like, what his opinion he feels they are. Um, it, was, uh, it was a really good conversation. Um, and uh, promoting his a book that he had written about shadow figures and I guess rewritten yeah. and added more to yeah and uh, so it was called the walk with the Sh walk in the shadows walk in the shadows yes. yeah so that was really cool it was neat to see his pictures and you definitely see you know a form or whatever it's like well that's obviously not a human being's shadow but it is a figure so it was, that was neat yeah. And according to Melissa's Facebook, he's a weirdo. Yes. Everybody <laughs> here is a weirdo. Yes. <laughs> I was giving Melissa crap that if your first day at the convention, <laughs> everything and every post was met this, ran into this weirdo, ran into this weirdo. <laughs> yep. Well, I know every word was weirdo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's cool. I think Mike was a mutual friend on Facebook for me, but I do like the whole thing of shadow people because I think my first paranormal experience was shadow people with our mutual friend, Coyote Chris Sutton. Where did you see it? Where were you? Uh, Edinburgh Manor. Um, it was before I joined Ghost Crier, actually. I just paid the ticket to go hang out with Nick and Aaron and me and Nick are outside with uh, Coyote Chris and his son, and we see shadow people move along the street. You could see it move along the... There's a town in the background, and you could see uh, shadows moving along the uh, street there amongst the tree line. It was pretty cool. Oh, neat. Mm. Interesting. R.I.P. to our great buddy, Chris Sutton. 
Yeah. 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 That one was uh, a favorite of mine. It was because I've had I've seen shadow figures and stuff, and and he talked from personal experience as well. So it really was you know really good, and he heavily researches into this stuff too. So yeah, that was a really good one. Um, what were some of your 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 favorite ones? Um. My favorite, well, definitely Mike Ritzecker's talk was really cool. I really enjoyed that one. Um, and, uh, of course, um, John Tenney's weird lectures are always good, always a good time. He, he just, it's it's never a disappointment, his, his lectures. And it, it, it was... Yeah, we we had our own weird experience, <laughs> and um, one of the the longer talks that was at Paracon was Dacre Stoker, and he is the he's great grand nephew yes. to Bram Stoker, who created Dracula, of course, and uh, his talk went on and on and on and on and on, but it was it was interesting. It was. Uh, just his uh, Bram Stoker's notes and how he kind of came about uh, creating Dracula and how he more or less took his research and from from other people, other sources, and kind of glommed it together to make Dracula. And it was it was quite good. But uh, it was more like a university lecture versus just a talk about it, his relative. Who, yeah. it, it made sense that uh, he was the last person of the evening for all the lectures. <laughs> <laughs> that the lecture you're checking your watch every couple minutes. Yeah, and you're especially sort of kind of over the halfway point. It was like, okay, <laughs> this is interesting, but <sighs> dude. <laughs> yeah. He was pushing two hours. Yeah. And everybody, and like everybody has, like for all the other lectures, they have an hour. So, <laughs> well, again, it makes sense. He was the last one of the evening because he really went in depth with his lecture. So, well, congratulations to both of you because you lasted longer in that lecture than I did in his great uncle's book. <laughs> <laughs> I made about three pad number. I told Melissa, I made it about three pages in. Like, Nope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was me too. I didn't last too long in that one either. <laughs> it's, it's not a, it's not an easy read. It's just, uh, it's a lot of just that old language and big words. And it's like, okay, you've lost me. I'm done. <laughs> like it was written by 17th century Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 and Jeff Belanger, he did a great talk about the devil. And that was neat. He did a good job. Basically, it's just that the, the devil is inside all of us. This is case of the point. Yeah. It was, it was neat. So, yeah. That was our lectures at 
lectures at Paracon. And then there was one more, which I think Melissa and I can agree is our total favorite, favorite, favorite. And, and you know, John Tenney has to be first, but Richard Estep talked about serial killer ghosts and uh, his um, book, um, he talked about the murders of Fox Hollow Farm and he talked about the Velisca Axe uh, murders. And uh, that was interesting to learn more about the, the Velisca case. Um, there's a lot of details that he shared that I wasn't aware of. And uh, it was like just, wow. Well, that just, just kind of brought that whole crime a lot more to life and just how horrible a tragedy that was. And the fact that 7,000 people attended the funeral for that family at the time was, that's just astounding. Yeah, that's uh, the Velisca Axmer house is about a good two, two and a half hour drive from where I am. Uh, I, I have been the outside, but I have not been inside. Um, it's from what I hear. If you're in, if you're sensitive to that kind of stuff, empathy, it it, it is overwhelming to be inside there. Mm, I'm sure. If you, if you ever get a chance to listen to Kelly McCarville, who used to be in Ghost Cryer with me, hear her talk about it. She's been in there on the night of the anniversary, and she's talked about who she thinks she believes committed the murders. Mm. It's still to this day unsolved, too. So. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Richard brought to light something that just really profoundly hit hit me, pardon the pun, but the fact that there's axe marks in the ceiling of the house from swinging the axe. And that the, this poor family was bludgeoned by the he the head of the axe, not the blade. It was horrible. Yeah. But Richard's lecture was really good. Like he just um, explained everything well and brought his his research forward. It was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, what what's his theory on who committed the murders? Well, he he presented there was two two people. Um, I can't remember the name of the one gentleman, but he was a businessman. And then there was uh, Reverend, uh, Reverend Kelly. Um, yeah, I think Reverend Kelly usually gets like the the finger point at him the most. Yeah. I mean, like Richard was sort of on, I think he, he was sort of on like either or. Like he wasn't so much on um, a side. I can't remember. He did subscribe to to something i can't remember what the heck it was but he wasn't so much for really either side but yeah it was yeah i just you know there was sort of the theory of oh the 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 businessman he he hated the the um the the father and the family and whatever and that oh the he you know hired somebody to you know murder them or whatever and it's just like no that doesn't really it seems really far-fetched it's like you can't i mean even richard had said that too like it just doesn't seem like it, it would 
makes sense. Like, you can really dislike somebody, but I don't think you would, you know, wish their death or something, you know? <laughs> no, I'd just go kill them or something, you know? But, uh, but yeah, he, he really had you thinking of, okay, here's what I have from each side and kind of a, let you create your own theory around it. So, yeah. I'm kind of on the the subscribing to the side of Reverend Kelly. It just sort of fits for him, but I don't know. I'm not 100% sold on it, but it's something that it could make sense. But don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to ask Kelly who her theory was, too. I want to say she also said Reverend Kelly. Mm. But... Uh... Yeah, I I know I've never been I've I've never been inside, but I've been the out. I got pictures of the outside, and mm. I know we the uh, the cemetery where all the victims are buried is like a couple of blocks away too. So we did go there and pay our respects afterwards too. Yeah, I don't. I would you know a part of me wants to to go and see it, but I don't think I would be able to go in. Like I'm I'm empath. And I, I get, I feel energies and I, you know, so it's like, oh, I, I would need to be armed with all kinds of protection just to step through the front door of that place. Like, I, <laughs> that wouldn't be, that, that wouldn't be pleasant if, you know, didn't go without some kind of protection going in there because, oh my God, it would be heavy. And I also hear the Netflix mo- the Netflix movie is god awful. Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we just brought the mood down. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a, a fun one because I keep thinking somebody's got to convince me about Sasquatch and Bigfoot, and. Well, do you not have Jack Link's commercials up there? <laughs> I don't. I've I've honestly not seen a commercial in a really long time, so I have no idea what kind of commercials we have up here. <laughs> <laughs> I so I I've met the man that played the Sasquatch in the Jack Link's commercials, and I know the Sasquatch is real. <laughs> <laughs> Russell um, Russell Accord and Ronnie LeBlanc. Uh, did a talk they called Expedition Bigfoot and they they brought some neat theories that they felt that Bigfoot could be an interdimensional being um, just a, um, a, cr- a creature a cryptid that is just that aloof um, and isn't found um, you know um, just really good at staying secluded uh, you know, and that's why they haven't been able to find one. You know, you you think after all these years of these people going looking for Sasquatch, you'd find bones or something, and that they look after their own. You know, um, so it was it was interesting. Did it did it convince me any further? Not really, but I liked their alternative viewpoint on it. Um, like last, the last Paracon in 2019, they had a talk with Cliff Barackman, and he's a fellow who's been studying Bigfoot for years and years, 
and he's got pictures of these big nests and things in the forest and castings of footprints of course and like well yeah it's all well and good but it just doesn't sell me on it i don't know i don't know what it is about bigfoot that makes it any different than like trying you know believing in the existence of like ufos or you know spirits or whatever but i struggle with that one but it's fun anyway <laughs> it's a it's, fun talk. it seems like something you hit the more to see to believe i think so yeah. I have a friend from college who's a paranormal investigator. He's big into Sasquatch hunting. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Be beyond the blurry picture from the seventies, you know. I mean he looked right at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm convinced now. No. <laughs> Didn't break stride, kept on looking. He knew exactly where to look. Yeah. Yeah, catch me if you can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd have to be on the, I wouldn't, I'm not going to just say it's not, I don't, I'm not going to say he's not real, but I really think it has, it, I think it falls into the market like, like spirits. It's something you have to see to believe. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, you have to have your own experience to to believe it, you know. That's what I think. And it's just having, you know, of course, had that experience. I was like, meh. It's, it's around, I guess, but I'm not fully sold on it. Well, how come Cryptid Lady wasn't bringing this stuff up? Well, she was more focused on, like, your, like, the lake monsters. So, like, your your different kinds of, like, reptiles your fish or whatever all these weird looking creatures turtles yeah she was focused on that she wasn't so much like your your usual cryptids like your mothman or you know bigfoot and things like that so she said sorry lady earth day was back in april Tell me about the Jersey Devil, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> We're from Canada. We want to hear about Wendigos. <laughs> yeah. What's your theory on Wendigos? Do Wendigos exist? Again, who knows if they do or not? I mean, those are typical through think first nation communities Mm -hmm. and there there's there's a belief there of creatures you know uh in in the in the forest and i recall doing um doing some research for our local museum and i used to write articles for them called looking back and it was taking an aspect of local history and doing a little article about it and I found an article that was like, it had to have been turn of the century here and when we were two cities, so it would be in Fort William. And that the chief of the First Nation had noted seeing a creature around our little mount that we have, Mount McKay. And it was something similar to maybe a dog man or something like that. 
And it was the briefest little article in the newspaper. And it's like, well, who knows what that was, you know? And I think there's lots of that within within First Nation culture. But, um, yeah, I don't know about when to go. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I really think that First Nation or Native Americans down here, they're going to be the first, I believe, about that stuff, let alone like some random hipster at the coffee shop tell me about mm-hmm. Sasquatch or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I think there's there's more cultural basis there, I mean, and just you know, you know, connection to the land. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. They they would have they would know. Mm-hmm. And like, and you say like, you know, Chris Sutton when he went to Hinsdale and he put out the offering for the spirit out in the in the forest there as an offering you know as thank you for teachings right mm-hmm. oh yeah interesting who knows what's out there the shadow knows <laughs> only the shadow knows yes <laughs> i said shadow not binks <laughs> She's sitting right next to me now. <laughs> her, her ears perked up. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was that was our our our, our fun at Paracon, and then I we had a chat with um, Andrea Perrin and talking about um, the farmhouse that the, you know, the 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 Conjuring movie was made on, and uh, so. I've now got her book so I can read her story of, of uh, events, which I'm looking forward to um, hearing it from the source versus, you know, what movie makers interpretation, which isn't accurate. You know, I mean, the, the movie, the movie was fun, but it hardly tells the right story. So. I mean, Ryan Reynolds' Emmanuel Horror almost got sued <laughs> by the fam- by the fam- was it the LeBay family. Yeah, I can't remember. But oh you got, you got, you got. I know how that goes. You got, you got to add a little sizzle to the steak to get people to watch it. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. So the Conjuring universe. That's also didn't didn't the Warrens play a big hand in that? Yes, they did. Yeah. So, does yes. this convention bring in a lot of big name people? Like, does it bring in the ghost hunters? Does it bring in that douchebag Zach Baggins? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it it brings in you know like the 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 people that were there was like, um, you know Amy Brunei and Adam Barry from Kindred Spirits, and then they were both. Oh, like, oh. Yeah, they were in Ghost Hunters. Yeah, and they also had the the people from Ghost Hunters, so like Jason Hawes, Dave Tango, all that stuff. Um, they're kind of uh, they they've been there a couple times before, especially like when we've been there. Um, especially like Amy Brunei and Adam Barry, like they've been there each time that we've gone to the event. Um, Dustin Perry from he's Ghost Hunters, he's always there. Um, 
Yeah, they bring in John Zaffis. Uh, they had the Ghost Brothers there. Um, they had it was this new show, Destination Fear. They had the whole cast from that. Um, yeah, they they kind of they do bring in fairly uh, well known people within the the sort of the paranormal, like TV and and ghost hunting and all that kind of stuff. So. so- is uh destination fear also destiny that josh gates also because he did destination truth no that's not no he's not a part of that that project okay i know he's i know he did destination truth and that was one of my favorite shows to watch on tv that involved with well wasn't always paranormal stuff but he also did cryptid creatures and stuff too and that was probably if i could if i could go investigate with one person it'd be him but the ocean is kind of cool yeah. yeah, I feel like he was at the 2019 Paracon. I think he was there. Um, and then I feel like he might have been. No, he was. No, it was just the 2019 one. It wasn't the before that. But yeah, he he's been there. Hmm. That seems cool. So yeah, I would guess would you consider your uh, your ghost hunters and all them and the ghost bros that those are your headliners. Yeah, Those are the ones that everybody's there to see. Uh, absolutely, yeah. They're they're the ones that like. I mean, it it was them, and basically like the, the cast of Destination Fear were like the big hits this year, because um, they had a whole like table outside um, upstairs, and there there was you know like lineups to see them and take pictures and all that kind of stuff. So they were they were sort of the headliners. Mm-hmm. Um, they they always sort of have that at this event. They always have like sort of the the headlining people there, you know, that just you know kind of a lot of people. Chip Coffee and his gallery reading draws a lot. Oh yeah, that that lineup went all the way down the freaking building. Yeah. Building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he's always there too. Chip, Chip, Chip Coffee. Coffee. That's a that's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> yeah, he's he's always at the the event. So, but, yeah. I've I've also been out of the paranormal game for what two three years now. So yeah, I mean, like for for me, it's it the you know the, the paranormal stuff is basically MI Paracon right now. Like that's as much as I kind of engage with it at the moment. Is most of just because it is such a good event and it's you know you got really cool speakers and a lot of cool vendors and all that kind of thing. So. And and then I get to see people that I don't always, you know, that I I basically see every year. So we have friends that that go to the event as well, that travel and go to the event. So we get to see them and hang out with them for the weekend. And so it's kind of that too. So um, it's it makes it a lot of fun. I wanted to think we could have had a live recording three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't go for two reasons. One, the main thing was because uh, my dad was getting ready to have uh, his first hip replaced. So yeah. I stayed back. I stayed back home to help him get prepared for that. So mm-hmm. also, I didn't want to drive nine hours to babysit the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was exciting, exciting this year and rather proud, proud to see was a paranormal team from Thunder Bay was there at Michigan Paracon. So that was really cool to, to, to see. I mean, they it was their first go-round, and they didn't have 
stuff available to pawn off on people um, to sell, but uh, which left their table kind of just, well, it's an empty table. But yeah. so, but I think they, they learned, they've learned and uh, they'll probably be back for next year. But uh, um, it was nice. It was nice to see that. And um, this group actually, uh, Melissa and I are going to go and investigate our local museum in October and uh, see if there's anything hanging around there. So that'll be fun. Right. You guys could have card pulled together. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they uh, when we had met with them, whatever, and, you know, they, they didn't leave as early as we did. So they're <laughs> they probably wouldn't have to. <laughs> we'll meet you at Timmy's. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hopefully they, they get some events going in the area. You guys can go down and support them. Yeah. It'd be nice to see more of that happening. Like they did a talk at our local library and I had gone to that to talk about the paranormal stuff they do. And and uh, it was a little bit of a, a 101 on, on the paranormal of, oh, all the gadgetry, right? So, because they're they're very mm. new like they're a very new paranormal group and yeah so i i think i feel like they're kind of new to the paranormal as well so they're kind of they're learning and so yeah I, I didn't end up going to that talk but uh yeah mom did and yeah it was very much a kind of paranormal 101. <laughs> well that's cool that's cool that yeah. they're getting their foot in so they don't have they don't have a stake in like the orbs being real or not yet no, no, no. And Melissa, I dare you to throw that grenade in that conversation when they do a public speaking <laughs> of it. Well, I'm I'm the pipe bomb dropper, so <laughs> orbs are real. Pull the pin, walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I would do it. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Melissa, do you have any other experiences other than what mom mom shared with us today? Um, well, I really, I mean, mine are you know very much the same as as mom because we went to the same things. But um, one of my the other ones that I really liked in the chat was Talking Strange, and it's a podcast uh, hosted by Aaron Sagers, and he actually did a live like recorded podcast. So we were in the audience for that recorded podcast which is kind of cool um it was him andrea perron uh dave schrader greg lawson uh bridget marquardt 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 yeah. say that three times fast and then shane Pittman. and it was a really good um conversation they talked about basically like paranormal in the media and how you know, the paranormal is portrayed in, in TV shows and things like that. And movies, of course, like, especially like Andrea, or, um, you know, in her story and how, you know, it was, you know, basically like 5% is, you know, whatever. And then the rest was just obviously fictionalized. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was a really good conversation. It was really interesting to hear from from them being you know people who you know have been on you know tv shows and things and have their own shows especially 
um, Shane Pittman and, and Dave Schrader. Uh, they're both on, uh, they were on the Holzer Files, and now they're on the Ghost of Devil's Perch. Um, and so it was really cool to hear from them about, like, what they feel and what they would, you know, they ultimately all kind of said the same thing of <laughs> see more real, like, the real person on screen because so much of it is so serious and they're so dramatic and it's just you know they they really like shane Pittman. he said like the you know the hilarity that is you know dave schrader like would love to see that like people would connect to that and relate to it and you know because dave is a hilarious dude he has the greatest stories and he's just a really funny you know dude and um so yeah like i i agreed with them very much like see more real and less black t-shirts like come on <laughs> hey, hey what's wrong with black t-shirts <laughs> every goes with everything <laughs> and you know me saying this as i own basically black t-shirts you know but <laughs> just the fact that oh you know black t-shirt because you know whatever it's just yeah, but they, they, they really wanted to see a little bit more of, you know, authenticness and realness from the people that are presenting this stuff. And, you know, less of the dramatic and the demons and the, the all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was a really fun um, chat. It was really lighthearted and, and funny. And um, I really liked one point that, that Aaron made about, you know, that the paranormal, they need to be a little bit more, you know, inclusive of people and not so sort of territorial over things and, you know, just kind of a, a lose the ego kind of thing. And he related it to nerdum and, you know, that he just, it's bullshit when somebody says, well, you know, somebody just likes MCU films and stuff, like just likes that. Oh, you and other people say, "Oh, you're a fake nerd." And I was like, "No, like, it's like that's bullshit. <laughs> you gotta be, you know, they can like what they like, and you know, you gotta be more accepting of that and open-minded. And that's the very same thing in the paranormal too. It's you know, lose the egos, lose that, and just be more accepting and open and welcome more people into the the community and. So it was it was a really good point, and I, I you know, he was talking obviously, you know, nerd him, and I after he he did this, I was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I was like all about that, but but yeah, that was one of my um, other favorite uh, talks that that was at Paracon, and oh, uh, yeah. When he started bringing the pop culture, you should have stood up and yelled, hey, stay in your lane, ghost boy. (laughs) (laughs) really? (laughs) so true. Like, people shouldn't be, you know, judged. Like, like the example of, like, oh, you like Marvel, you're going to see, oh, you're just, like, Melissa said, a fake nerd. Well, no, that's not the case. You can, you know, like this fandom and and still be a a nerd about this stuff, whatever you like, right? And uh, yeah, 
there, there, yeah, that chat was was good. It's being more, a little bit more authentic with stuff. Well, yeah. The the topic of this podcast that you guys saw kind of reminded me of what our show was originally supposed to be, Melissa. The paranormal in pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, not that I'm bitter about that or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I think we've we've built something a little better, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so answer me truthfully, Melissa. During this podcast, were you sitting there taking notes for both of us to do better, or were you silently judging them? You're doing it wrong. You're supposed to talk about the weather for half an hour before you get to your topic. <laughs> I. It was a thought. You're <laughs> supposed to go on side tangents. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> What's this straightforward stuff? <laughs> How come you didn't talk about cartoon ghosts and go on a rant about Casper? <laughs> and then talk about how he's the ghost of Richie Rich. Then talk about how you never seen the movie Richie Rich with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> you ever podcasted, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no i i wasn't really you know it was a, the casual conversation and it's you know i wasn't taking notes to be like oh we should do this better than that nah. it was you know and I, I wasn't i wasn't judging them at all but i did think about that i'm like you're doing it wrong uh, Do yeah. it wrong. Supposed <laughs> <laughs> to, to do the intro five times. Supposed <laughs> to fuck it up at least five times. Come on now. He, he just did it once. I'm like, fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. <laughs> you're supposed to fuck it's it bullshit. up. <laughs> How come you don't have a cat bell ringing in your microphone? This horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was. <laughs> It, it was really fun to to be a part of and, and hear it from the people who are in that you know in the field and also you know are in the, you know the the media of it and um so yeah it was it was really neat to yeah really neat to hear from them and, and of course um you know that one was a favorite and um yeah mike ricksecker's talk about shadow people was really cool and uh john tenney's chat was always is is always fun very eccentric he he knows how he he's going to start and how he's going to end his talk but anything in between is just whatever pops into his head he's going to talk about and go on a tangent on that and then he's going to go on tangent something else and and then it'll kind of connect at the end and like so yeah, it, it connects from the beginning and the end, but then it's all in between that'll connect up to the end. And um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun as always. We've been to it a couple times, and, and he's done a chat, and um, it, it's always a lot of fun. And it, it's always just you know, kind of kind of you know bring, brings my weirdo heart with you know fills my weirdo heart with joy because it's just you know. But taking pride in being a weirdo, being your own, you know, person, and you know, somebody calls you a weirdo, and you'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" 
You know, and he, John Denny even said that. You know, somebody, you know, mumbles under their breath, you, know, you weirdo. He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's really cool to, you know, he, it, it's something that's like engraved in my in my head now. The the word um, weirdo and, and the, um, the origin of it, that it's a 14th century word and it used to be spelt W-Y-R-D. And it was basically these people who they didn't um, basically didn't kind of follow the rules of the day. Like they just did their own thing, and they they did whatever they they did, and they didn't you know they they were looked at with others you know like they were the weirdos because they're doing their own thing, they're being their own person, they're you know, and it, and it's also. Um, it has the meaning of somebody like you're in control of your fate or your destiny. Like it's, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a really good word. And I take so much pride in, in being a weirdo. So yeah, it's, it's kind of slightly like a motivational weirdo chat <laughs> when it gets to that part of it. But yeah, that was a definite favorite. And um, yeah, then yeah, Richard Estep's, uh, chat was a lot of fun, and and it was just, um, yeah, those are those are a lot of what Mom had mentioned. Her favorites were, were also mine, um, but yeah, it was, and it was just really neat to. They've really expanded on the the convention itself. Um, they used to have, uh, well, when we had gone there the first time, it was only the it was only one room mm -hmm. and then there was just the speakers and everything and they had extra stuff kind of going on but then they the next year they they expanded to a second room so there was two rooms and then there was more stuff and now this year from two they've gone to five so there was two the two rooms upstairs and then there was a room um that was sort of tucked in behind um, sort of this bar area, they had a whole new room, and then they had took up a whole uh, bingo hall room, and so it was really neat. They had a lot more vendors that were, you know, all kinds of people selling like handmade stuff, and um, a lot more ghost um, hunting groups, and so yeah, it was it was really cool. And it's it's just so cool to see this little, you know, uh, convention expand. But as it's kind of gotten, you know, a little bit bigger as you can, you know, more rooms and stuff, it's still very much just a, a, like an intimate setting where it's just you've got your group of people and they're all doing their thing. And, and you know, it's, it's, I, it's what I like about it is it's not, you know, you can kind of see everybody, you can stop to talk to people, you can check things out. Like it's not so much just this one big room, and then you miss like a whole bunch of stuff. Like, um, so yeah, it was that was really cool. Um, it was fun to to explore the different rooms and talk to different people and, and things like that. So yeah, nice. Right, so you got your weirdo pep talk from your the general pet and the weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend's daughter call me strange or weird last week, and I go, eh, you just figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
I think that guy should have ended his talk with uh, showing uh, Sam the Eagle at the end, saying, you're all weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he always starts saying, hey, weirdos. So, you know, and then he'll he'll kind of, there, there was a lot of new people to his chat, so... He kind of explained the like the you know the history of that the word weirdo where it comes from and so kind of went over that again and then did his kind of went on to his, his chat so yeah. But, uh, it reminds me of uh, when I went and saw Stone Sour play in Des Moines about 15 years ago, and uh, Corey Taylor, who's also the lead singer of Slipknot, this is the lead singer of Stone Sour. And I can't remember what song he was singing. I think he was doing a Sweet Home Alabama version of Sweet Home Iowa. <laughs> and we all just, the whole crowd just kept repeating everything he said. And he goes, you guys are, you know what? You guys are, you guys are a bunch of fucking dorks. But that's okay because you're my fucking dorks. <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember there was... Or the one convention, the I think it was it 2019 or was it 20? I can't remember. Um, one of the the paracons we went to, and we had it was just before we were going to head over to the Kuwait Inn, and uh, we went to we stopped off at at Walgreens because we had to pick up some things, and and so obviously got oh. chatting to the this the cashier lady that was there, and oh that you're here for the the convention and whatever oh yeah yeah and you know we're gonna go see our weirdos and and she got really kind of she was offended like she thought we were being really mean <laughs> to our friends like wow well, how dare you call them weirdos and i'm like okay slip in tanny mode this is why we call them weirdos and i still don't i think she was like okay but i don't think she still bought it she still i think being really mean. <laughs> so I thought you funny. Canadians were a friendly bunch. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so I actually, uh, when we got there, and and I, I went and I told Tenny the story, and he was just dying laughing. Like, <laughs> that was just the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I, I really didn't think there'd be much of a language barrier there. <laughs> Oh, weirdo sweet. means the same thing there. I, I, people have been heard, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's almost like being the new kind of rebel. Like Rob Zombie said, some people want to be in Black Flag, some people want to be in Journey. The people aren't that people who didn't get to be in Journey don't want to join Black Flag because of that. They want to be in Black Flag, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like a fun time. But Melissa, I'm sure the listeners are wondering where can they find more information about this convention? <laughs> well, um, they can. They've got a um, a Facebook page. Uh, it's just Michigan Paranormal Convention on Facebook and Instagram. Um, they also have, um, it's through, I don't think they, they really, they don't have a website, but, or, yes, they do. Yes, it's they MI, do. MIparacon.com. Uh, 
and they can find everything there to explaining what the the paracon is all about um obviously like the plans for you know next year's paracon um they'll probably start kind of announcing people whatever kind of near the end of the um sometimes they'll, they'll have people like around halloween so they'll announce it kind of around then and then they'll start kind of announcing people already um and into the new year so yeah anything can be found at miparacon.com facebook and instagram at michigan paranormal convention or at miparacon uh yeah <laughs> and their vip tickets have sold out yeah their vip and supernatural tickets for next year have already sold out so it would just be your general admission weekend passes now that are available well by the time i get this up edited and uploaded you had to slum it with melissa and mom and general admission <laughs> well i have a question for both of you <clears throat> What is something you'd like to see them add to the convention next year or in the near future? Maybe like they, they do have um, like the Valley Camp ship uh, in, investigation. Um, that's usually, I think it's the first night. Mm -hmm. uh, but it would be really cool for them to add maybe some more um because they, they have the one event that that happens on the first night but it'd be really neat to like maybe they you know it's a fairly small town so i don't know they could even maybe do a like a haunted walk or something or you know something like that to kind of more engage maybe outside like into the community um that would i think would be really cool since they already sort of do like with the, the valley camp ship it's actually a museum ship which is really cool inside um i haven't actually i really want to check it out next time we're there because i think it'd be really neat to to see but they do that um but it'd be really neat to see if they like they could expand more into the community and have events you know within that um i think would be kind of cool and what's funny is that we had talked about bigfoot earlier well, apparently there was a Bigfoot statue thing outside one of the stores in downtown Suzanne Marie, Michigan. And, well, it's a photo opportunity. Okay, so fine. We went looking for this. We cool. didn't find it. <laughs> Later on, there was pictures of people that had their picture with this. And we went by the store. We saw it. It was not outside the store. So it's, that it's, was funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we couldn't find it. <laughs> Bigfoot <laughs> being elusive. <laughs> Mom's manifesto got about five pages longer that day. <laughs> yep. We like we asked the the person at the the uh, Super Eight Motel we were staying, and you know where you know where is this? Because we the. The guy in the, the gift shop at the Kuwaitan had mentioned it. And it's like, okay, well, where is this thing? And, oh, it's just down here and here. So we follow the directions everything. And, yep, couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't so, there. And it was a store that was Lock, something Locks. So, yeah, something. I can't remember and, exactly what store it was. But it wasn't there. 
That's just too funny. Yeah. But what what would you want to see more of? I think it would be interesting to have an opportunity to do an investigation or, you know, a little bit more like the inter interactive thing. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to see the spirit mechanics go to MI Paracon. Um, it would be lovely to see Jared Boots at Michigan Paracon. Uh, it would be really, really nice to see people come to, you know, maybe Nick Simons at yeah. MI Paracon. He's been there. But yeah. to come again, yeah. it so, was cool to hang out with him and Aaron. They need to yeah. come back. Yeah, awesome. I was gonna say uh, maybe maybe a certain Canadian podcaster should put the word in their ear that uh, her and a certain Iowan co-host should tell show them how to do a pop culture and paranormal <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I mean, to <could> do this. <laughs> yep. Just saying. <laughs> Just put out there into the universe. Side tangent like an MF Pro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd like to get up there someday. That'd be nice. And take a road trip to uh, Michigan and see Guy Milks again and uh, see my new friend Terry, who I helped at the Midwest Monster Fest back in the spring. Oh, she lives up in the Detroit area, I believe. Yeah. But um, that would be a fun time. Uh, is there any like celebrities, other celebrities you like to see up there? Like, I think the Warrens had family. Would you like to see like relatives of the Warrens be up there? Because they're like they're like the king of paranormal. It would I be, don't know, but it'd be interesting. It would be interesting to kind of hear their perspective of things. If that's you know something that they're you know that they they are into because you never know with you know if they that they are you know uh, if that is something that they buy into but it would it would be neat yeah definitely well somebody's got to be running their museum still because that's where annabelle's locked up so yeah yeah we didn't they didn't have um greg and dana newkirk this time yeah sickness so yeah and they're usually a, uh, a big, draw. big draw yeah because they have their their uh traveling museum of the paranormal and the occult and they have legitimate haunted objects like they've researched these things and they've they haven't bought them or anything they've collected them from people people who just there's something about them it's you know giving them you know whatever experiences and things and so they've taken it and They've researched it, and so yeah, it's it's always a neat thing. So it was, it was that was a miss. Um, definitely miss seeing them because they also had some new. I think they have some new things in their museum now, so neat to see that. But hopefully next year. Um, but yeah, I don't know about anybody that I like any celebrities or anything that I'd want to see. But yeah. But definitely more the interactive stuff would be a lot of fun. Does this does going to this convention give you guys the itch to like explore farther into Iowa and see or not Iowa, but farther into the states to see other haunted stuff too? Like come oh, down yes. to Iowa and see Velisca or 
go to Vegas and see Zach Baggins' douchebag haunted museum or I mean, go to the Warrens Museum or where the Amityville house was or go see Robert the Haunted Doll down in Florida? Yeah, not so much. And definitely not. I mean, if I needed a good laugh, I'd go to Zach Baggins' thing because that would just be hilarious. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of money to pay for a good laugh. <laughs> Well, if I really needed it, it would be worth it. Half the crap he has is fake, so, you know. But no, definitely, no. I It, it definitely makes me want to, like, see these places and whatever. I mean, it's already a bucket list of mine. And, and I even, like, we met um, Richard Estep, and um, we were talking to him about, you know, his chat and everything, and then... You know that yeah, like there's so many. Um, I actually bought a book of his. He did on um, uh, Malvern Manor. He he did a book about it, and um, or I guess it was sort of experiences or whatever there, and um, so that kind of got onto the conversation of yeah, like I you know that one's but like I want to see and just you know so many places that just yeah it definitely sparks that even more and and he said you know do you do you write or anything i said no I, i'm i'm not much of a writer but um he said well you know you find something that you know like you creatively or whatever that you know you could sell or whatever and you know fund your your trips to these places like don't you know kind of it was like okay maybe <laughs> You know, because that's a lot of what he does. Like, he writes the books, he researches, and that allows him to, you know, go and travel and, and see these places and gain more research and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, okay. So it was kind of a, um, you know, inspiration there. But, um, but yeah, it definitely after this event, it just, you know, it makes me want to, you know, investigate these places even more. And I, I would absolutely love to. I really, really would. <laughs> Malvern Manor is fun, I, but it's a bitch to get up to the attic, just so you know. The staircase to the attic is about a foot wide. God, yeah. But if me and Nick can, if me and Nick can get up to the attic, you guys can get up to the attic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see the Winchester house. I think that would be a really neat one to see. Oh, the mystery house? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope it's I hope it's better than the shitty movie that came out about it a few years ago. <laughs> I went and saw that with the Ghost Crier crew. We turned it into Mystery Science Theater three thousand the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I had an opportunity to go see the Exorcist house back in sit down in St. Louis back in June, but we didn't have time. Oh. But, uh, yeah, he should go check out the Amityville Horror House. Uh, I guess the new, the current owners have done a lot of changes to it, so you can't really tell. But they put signs in the front yard so you do not take pictures of this house. I'm like, well, you've done so many changes to it. Do you think if you didn't put a sign up, nobody would know it was the house? Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a genius or anything, but. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't put a sign out front. People are still gonna take pictures. Like it's not really gonna stop them. <laughs> Unless you're gonna sit out in your front yard in a lawn chair all day. Yeah, really. 
happen. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's always an event that just you know kind of reignites that that interest in the paranormal and and you know you know connection to it through all the experiences that you know you've had and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, it just you know makes me think of all the places that I just I really want to go and investigate and see and. Uh, yeah. It would be interesting to go visit Gettysburg and learn that history of that yeah. war, of that battle, and and uh, you know what's in the hauntings there. That would be a neat one to go and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially something like that's got a deep historical connection, at least to this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also. Um, a place that I want to go visit this is close to us in Duluth, Minnesota. I want to visit the Glen Sheen Mansion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that there's there's something that haunts there, but they don't discuss it very much, though. Because no. there, there was a, a um, murder that happened there. It was one of the, the family's daughters that committed the murders. And so, of course, it's it's with respect to the family, They it's not something that they, they will speak about. You know, it's you know that you can ask any kind of other question except anything related to that, of course. So, um, but it's the last time I was there, there was an energy in that, especially like my friend Brina and I. We had gone down to Duluth and we went to Glen Sheen, and it's a really beautiful place to see. Like it's it's been kept up and restored, and it's it's actually owned by the the University of Minnesota. Um, they they look after it and um, really just beautiful place to see and and a place that was ahead of its time technology wise and just um, everything like that. The family was very influential in, in Duluth and did really a lot of positive things. Um, but yeah, we were doing a, the you kind of have a path that you kind of walk through so you can go all the way through the house and. Um, we were going upstairs and I got to the landing, uh, like the first landing. And then there's like a small set of stairs going up and then you go down the hallway and all that. But I got to that landing and it was like, like, I just felt like this heaviness in my shoulders and head. Like, it was almost like I had like a migraine. Like it was just, oh my God, it was brutal. And go down the hallway, it kind of faded off and then it built up again as we went back around and you all the rooms were connected so you could just walk through and look at things and it was you know super cool to see and got to the the bedroom where the the first murder had happened and that energy was very heavy in there and i would love to ask and it, i can it's an innocent question they have a doll that's sitting in this rocking chair and i want to ask if it's an original doll because to me it had like an energy that was just freaked out like it was really mm-hmm. scared and i felt like maybe that doll was original and saw kind of saw what happened and has that energy about it and i kind of felt like i wanted to talk to it and be like it's okay the people that are coming into this house are just you know they're not going to hurt you they're not you know they're just coming to see history um, you know, that's all they're doing. Like, I just, I wanted to reassure it. And so I, I would really love to ask that question. And it was weird when we went back downstairs and looked through the, the 
basement area and to the kitchens and everything and um still had that heaviness and we got to we we were going up the path towards the parking lot and it was like this line sort of like an invisible line we crossed it and it was just everything lifted it was the weirdest thing like no heaviness no whatever it just ended it just lifted and went away and so yeah it was kind of a weird cool experience there but yeah mom really wants to go and, and check it out so that's something to do mm-hmm. and if you guys are making it on this way i could take you across the river to the honda ymca yes i'd love to oh, see them. yes yeah. yeah absolutely yeah, you're not that far away. Well, there's right? actually quite a, quite a, quite a, quite a few places down here actually that I could take you to, mm-hmm. or I could, I could talk Nick and Aaron into coming too. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it might be. I mean, you know, now that we got our passports and everything, it's definitely possible that we could totally plan this and come and visit. Yeah, should do a podcast. Well, you know, yeah. Well, you know, the first first things first, we got to do the live Nerd United Nations at the Tiny Pond Theater. Of course we do, yes. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Does the Tiny Pond Theater have any spirits roaming around it? Uh, Liz and Tim say their old house stood in Clinton. But uh, so far, nothing at the Theater, theater slash taekwondo studio. Another friend of ours will tell. Well, I think that's all I have for you guys. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. all I've got. It was just yeah. Overall, it was. It was a lot of fun. This one definitely was an emotional one because, you know, two years and, you know, not being able to, well, first one being cancelled and then not being able to go to the second one uh, when it, they were actually able to, to have the event. Um, yeah, because the border was, was so closed. closed. So we weren't obviously able to go, but yeah, this year we we got down there, we crossed, we held it together as we cro- got through the, the, the border crossing and then there was a toll booth, got through that, and then we just fucking broke down crying because it was just like, we're here! <laughs> we actually made it! Like, it was just, yeah. So th- this one was definitely, you know, extra special because, you know, finally get to, to attend the event and we're definitely going next year, so. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, overall it was hell of a lot of fun and great to see everybody and um yeah so yeah i wore my chris sutton shirt and honored chris sutton because he technically he should have been there yeah. so he he had plans to be there and of course that that unfortunately didn't happen so yeah 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 that's gonna make going to the quad city paranormal convention this year in november a little hard but yeah yeah I miss him all the time. Same here. Especially during hockey season. Yep. You know, it was it was kind of it was it was kind of funny when, you know, obviously it was just not long after he had he had passed away and hockey season started up and we were playing the the blues. 
And I'm like, you know what? Blue should win it for Chris Sutton. Just do it, do it for Chris Sutton in his memory. And they won the game. I, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, I don't know. That was just kind of, it was like, yes, okay. You know, just the, it was game one. I'm like, you know what? Putting it out in the universe, do it for Chris Sutton in his memory, and they won the game. So, like, give him very, one. Give him give one. one. So, because I was just like, no, I can't. I, I was just, no, I, I can't be like, ah, you, you suck blues. Like, no, I can't. No, they gotta do it. So, yeah. Yeah, when I, I just, talked to his, when I talked to his wife in the playoffs. I'm like, I wouldn't have been mad if they won it for Chris. If they would have won the. Won the series for Chris, I would have been, I wouldn't have been mad at all. Yeah. 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 I, I wore my shirt and I've talked to Jeff Belanger there and said, you know, I hope that Chris is haunting Dan class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he is, and he's looking down, shaking his head at us too. Every time we say and do something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. He's a hell of a man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think that's all we got for our Paracon adventures. Yes. Go to Paracon. It's fun. I think you guys did a great job describing it to me. Sound like it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind going and like heckling that podcast a little bit, though. That would have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe Aaron Sagers will make it a, a thing. Because, I mean, they do have repeat like speakers and things like that. So maybe he'd do another one, another recorded one. And if you came, we could be the. <laughs> Podcast hecklers <laughs> like Statler and Waldorf, yeah. <laughs> the, the little balcony. <laughs> Bug and Dave Schrader's ear to do a Paranormal sixty uh, yeah. podcast yeah. Paracon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea of me and you being a podcast Statler and Waldorf. Yes, me too. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> they walk into the place where they're recording. What the fuck's a balcony doing up there? <laughs> <laughs> they're actually, <laughs> I don't, I don't actually know how you. There's got to be a separate entrance or something for it. But there are two balconies in the Dreammakers Theater. I haven't actually been up there yet, but we would find a way. Styler <laughs> up there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Yes. <laughs> who's Stadler and who's Waldorf? Oh, that's the question there. <laughs> I'm tall. I'm taller, so. Well, who's the taller one of the two? Uh, who is it? Uh, it's Waldorf, I think, isn't it? I think Waldorf's the taller one. Do you remember back to? Remember when they had that Muppet show back in like the 2000, like early 2010s? Oh, yeah. And one of them fake being sick just to take advantage of Fozzie. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Waldorf. 
Okay. It was, taller. it was a taller one, so I think it was Waldorf. Okay, so you're Waldorf and I'm Statler. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost certain Waldorf's a taller one. He might be the, he might, he might not be. I'll, I'll have to look it up when we're done here, but I'm almost certain Waldorf's the taller one. All right. I have a 50-50 shot. <laughs> <laughs> you probably right. <laughs> you always are. <laughs> I'm not always. <laughs> I'm curious now, but yes, I I love this idea. I really do. <laughs> I'll even wear a suit. There you go. <laughs> I won't even wear a suit to my own funeral, but I will wear one just to heck another podcast talking about <laughs> pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm done with that too. I'll totally do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mom, do you have any social media you want to plug? I have Carol's Creative Stuff on Instagram. I share art and stuff um, that uh, and knitting projects and things that I, I do. So that's what I have. And I'm also found on Facebook. So that's about awesome. it. Awesome. Melissa, where can the listeners keep up with you if they choose to? Oh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MissMelissaN25. It's all lowercase, nothing fancy. Uh, I also have an art page called Scribbles of a Wannabe Drawer, and that is on Instagram. And again, that's just all lowercase, nothing fancy, easy to find. So I post all my quirky art and things I do on there. And where can they find you, Jared? Wait a minute. I'm not letting you slip out that easily. What? what I You're in a book. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my um my art that I I was actually I participated in a uh it was a month long prompt called there's two of them called Batmanuary and Webruary. And by the the names it's you know batman and spider-man um i did uh two pieces for the the first prompt was hurt so i did a picture of batman and then um i can't remember what the the webbrary one was but anyway i did two drawings and this was for through uh tyson draw stuff who is a twitch streamer and he does like he's a he's a canadian uh artist he does all kinds of um really cool art like he he does amazing watercolor art he he'll make a mess on a page and turn it into a fucking masterpiece like i I don't know how the dude does it but he does it anyway um he's making a second book uh he did a uh, first one that was basically highlighting all his different art and he had some stories that he created around um his art that he did and now he's doing a second book which is uh, basically, Tyson draws stuff, and it's the COVID years. So being inside, you know, isolating all that stuff, um, he did a lot more art and was a lot more kind of did a lot more creative stuff just to you know keep occupied and all that kind of thing, and um, did streaming of it. And um, so I found out recently that uh, my Batmanuary and Webberary art pieces are going to be in his book. So, pretty cool. 
<laughs> that is awesome. You gotta brag about that shit, girl. Come on now. I'm not, I'm not good at it. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool. I had no idea until I hopped onto his stream one day that he was streaming and he was showing the what his the layout um, of his book is going to be. And it's going to be actually out fairly soon. So he's kind of finalizing layout and all that kind of thing. And I happened to see that I was like, hey, there's my, <laughs> there's my drawings. <laughs> so, yeah. That is awesome. I'm super happy for you. Pretty exciting. <laughs> and you, deserve, you deserve it. <laughs> so anyway, enough about me. Where can they find you on social media, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at QCA underscore Mista, M-I-S-T-A underscore J. Oh, I ain't really got shit going on right now in my life for the first time since uh, January. (laughs) (laughs) But I do have an audition coming up for another show, and I also am working on a second podcast with my buddy Mikey called Pre-Beard Cinema. Where Mikey and I look back at those childhood films we watched before we had our beards, where studios did not give a shit about scaring kids, and before David Zaslav canceled everything at Warner Brothers. <laughs> look, I made that into a current event. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I have time to work on that, that should be coming soon. So that's about it. Um, as a podcast as a whole, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerd Nine Nations Podcast. And don't forget to send us an email at Nerd Nine Nations Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to keep listening to us as a podcast, you can find us at our home at Podbean. You can also find us on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And on any one of those platforms, be sure to uh, leave a rating and review. Um, We really appreciate it, and it also helps us be a little bit more noticed within the podcast community. And subscribe. And subscribe. Also important. Give us a follow. Yes, thanks to Mom for for coming out. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) We'll definitely have her on again. Yes, absolutely. It'll be something She's a natural. Yes. I figured she'd be Well, it was fun. Well, for Melissa, I'm Jer. This has been another episode of the Nerd Night Nations podcast. And hopefully it won't be so long between the next couple episodes now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I believe our next episode will be a two-part nostalgia war. Oh, yeah. So look for that coming soon. Then we get into the spooky stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we've got to do some more planning for that. Yes, we do. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned to your podcast feeds and make sure you leave us a review so we can get found. God damn it. (laughs) Halloween is coming. The border is open. At least for Melissa and Mom it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Halloween is coming. The world is a scary place. Still. Always is. Probably always will be, unfortunately. But the best way we can get through it all is to be excellent to each other. And nerd on, dudes. Count to ten, and thanks for listening. <laughs> Leave Lone's footsteps in there. <laughs> the thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.